We are back, everybody. Season two, episode two, the Wildcat Alley podcast. Alex Margatulio, my boy Juice Thompson. We're here to talk all things Northwestern basketball. All right, Juice, let's get into it. Obviously, uh, super exciting week and a half around the, the program. Uh, came to a little bit of a, a screeching halt last night, which we'll obviously get into, but um, some really good things on deck today. We obviously want to recap the the Purdue win, uh, the really impressive win uh, in overtime against the number one team in the country. Obviously, you and I were there, court storm, all that madness that came with that win. Uh, obviously, very great. And then we had an impressive performance uh taking care of business at home against the University of Detroit. And then last night, um, here comes good old Chicago State rolling into Welsh Ryan and plays spoiler. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely get into to all the facets and, and what happened with with those three games. But, Juice, how are things with you? What's going on? Man, man, we got a lot to talk about, man, you know. Yeah. A little disappointing, and you know the Cats had a tough loss yesterday. But uh, no, things have been good, man. Still good to follow the Cats. You know the conference, college basketball, high school basketball. So it's been busy times, man. How about you, man? How's the family? I see you took the little one to the first game. You know you got to tell me about that. Yeah, so little Margot made her uh, Welsh Ryan debut yeah. uh, against U of D the other day. She did great. Basically slept through the whole thing, uh, which was great. Yeah. And obviously, it was, it was really great to have the family there um, and enjoy that experience. Obviously, you and I have spent a lot of time in that arena yeah. and uh, have a lot of blood, sweat and tears poured out in there. So it was great to bring it all full circle with my, with my new my newly started fam, yeah. um, getting a little taste of, of what that atmosphere looks like. Yeah, man. That's exciting stuff, man. All right, man. Well, let's dive into it, man. Purdue. We talked about it. We were there. Fans stormed the court. Now, what were your, what were your, what was your take on that game? I mean, just a really impressive effort, right? I mean, I think we never wavered from what we do best, and that is take care of the basketball, play hard, play smart, and play together. Um, so all of that was a com- was a culmination of what came together on that night. Um, obviously, the environment was super helpful. The place was absolutely rocking, blackout in Welsh Ryan. Um, it was hostile. It was fun. It was lively. And I definitely think it fed the energy of the team. And, you know, we were able to come out with a, a super impressive victory, right? Going down early, but really just hanging around, right? Making some good plays, making key shots. I go back, Ty Berry made a huge shot. I think we were down 13 or 12 early in that first half. Mm-hmm. We run a play out of a timeout. He bangs a three, gets us right back to nine or eight. And then, you know, we're right in that ball game. And I kept saying, I had a buddy with me. I kept saying, if we keep it around eight before half, you know, we'll be in good shape. And and sure as heck, we came out second half, really executed our game plan, got those matchups that we were looking for one-on-one. Boo really just took over the game. Uh, I thought that was probably one of his more impressive games in a Northwestern uniform, probably of his entire life. Just the way he managed the game early on, didn't force anything, took his shots when needed. And then when it was time for, for Boo Booey time, he really took over down the stretch. Yeah. executing, going after those mismatches and uh, making the right play at all times. So those are a, a few 
Um, a few little tidbits that I saw. Obviously, we can break down this game for a full hour episode if we wanted to. Um, but want to hear some of the um, some of the bright spots that that you saw during that Purdue game as well. Yeah, I just think you know they resilient. Like you said, they didn't you know go away from what they do. You know, we did go down 11-12, but I still felt like we were still in control of the game. I never felt like it got out of hand. And, you yeah. know, Boo played great. Like you said, Ty played great. And, you know, Ryan Langborg, he's been huge for us. You know, he just played calm and poised. And, you know, having those four years of experience at Princeton looked like it really paid off. And, you know, just one thing with Brooks, you know, he missed a couple of those easy bunnies that he makes, you know, playing against a team from Indiana. But I still thought he was huge, you know, diving on the floor for loose balls. And as a team, they just made winning plays. So, you know, like you said, we could talk about that game for an hour. But just the atmosphere, seeing everything and seeing everybody rush to court and then, you know, got the chance to go in the locker room and seeing how excited they were throwing water around and Ty Berry's flipping and all that. Just to see the state of the program, it was it was good. It was, it was an exciting moment. That was like a, that was a really big win. It seems like we're starting to have those, you know, higher ranked teams numbers. Yeah, for sure. It's like history repeated itself. And that was a cool video you had of you and uh you and the boys in back Yeah, back yeah, we had it, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. They wanted to go on the court. I'm like, you guys are too little, man. They'll they'll run you guys over. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. A little stampede action there. We don't need that. Yeah. Um you you mentioned this and I thought that was a, a great point. Um, Brooks making some of those little plays. He obviously made a huge play towards end of regulation. I think we were down two. And I've never seen somebody like mirror the ball like like he does. Have Man. you ever seen somebody like no. get that many steals just like on ball? On ball like right. I thought I was good at it. I thought Nash was good at that type of um stuff, like Craig Moore, where you're like faking guys into throwing it into your hands, which is more that like what we did. But he's just like a pure like tracer of the ball, the ball. and yeah, gets his hands on multiple uh, multiple times a, a game. It's super impressive. I've never seen anything like it. And if he's obviously our, our main trap guy, so yeah. he's he's the one bringing the trap for the most part. And I think the coaching staff just knows this guy just has an absolute knack for the, um, for getting deflections, steals, all of that. So he's really picked up where Chase kind of left off in in that regard. He's obviously not as quick or athletic as Chase was in passing lanes, but his ability to just mirror and trace the ball um, as an on-ball defender or as a secondary defender coming over is uncanny. And I, I it, it needs to be talked about more because he's walking into like three or four steals a game because of that. It's, it's crazy or causing, you know, three or four other turnovers um, in that sense. So um, really impressed with his defensive prowess. Um, he's getting some tough matchups. I, I think he's got a little bit of a hand injury right now, so his shot looks a little flat. Um, but again, he's doing those those other little things that are that are helping us win um, yeah, uh, for, for the most part. And then you mentioned Ryan Langborg. I, I, I think you know some people probably were a little worried about his shooting percentage early on in the season, but um, again, you know his his release. How quick is that release, man? Man, like, it's fast. It's quick. He's getting it up. Same he's getting up and he's making them now, right? I think he just needed a couple games to get used to those Welsh Ryan rims, get used yeah. to the new setting, get used to the new passes coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 different coming in as a as a transfer, getting used to that, um, you know, your new role and and all that. So I think it was just a couple of games of him settling down, and I think a lot of like a lot of the shots he missed were right on or in and out. He wasn't bricking shots. So as soon as he saw. Um, 
you know, a couple go in against Purdue. I think his confidence has really risen. He's great off the bounce too, which was a, a sneaky part of his game that I didn't, I wasn't aware same, of. Same. He can put it on the deck, can he? Man. He made a couple of tough shots against Purdue, you know, just late clock, you know, got caught a grenade, six, seven seconds left. It took Braden Smith one-on-one, kissed the one off the glass, got to the foul line, um, and has just made some big-time plays. And this has been uh, an elite-level scorer for us, you know, as a secondary performer um, when, when Brooks hasn't really scored a lot lately. So um, I'm, I'm really impressed with, with what he's done. Um, stepping into that, you know, secondary scorer scoring role behind Boo. Yeah, no, I agree. They they definitely had it going, man. It was a all around. That was a team effort, big win, and then even more impressive, you know, after Boo got Player of the Week, you know, National Player of the Week, you know, after scoring thirty one and nine, they had to come back and protect home court, you know, playing against what University of Detroit, yeah. and you know, for them to get a big win. So, I mean, what did you, what did you think about that game? You know, they came out, got what a 30 plus point win and we got your boy headman Nick Martinelli, the lefty. I'm sure you, you have know a lot I had to, to talk about, about headman Nick. Yeah, yeah, so I think it it was good, man, to beat the number 1 team then to come back home and still be able to get a big win and not, you know, let that kind of get to your head. Did you see anything? Yeah, for sure. I think game? we executed so well. I mean, you look at the what we have like <laughs> I think we had like four turnovers that game and like 20 some or two. I don't know. It was something crazy. Amount. But nonetheless, we assisted on like 24 of 27 field goals. It was something, field it was goals something, something crazy. crazy. That, yeah. Like that ball. Right. Like crazy. that's how we play. And that's how we that's how we need to play. And that's how we're going to win ball games. Mm-hmm. Sharing the ball, getting teams uh, scattered and running around with our action and movement. And, you know, we're not a one on one team. Like there's times where we can expose matchups like, when we had when lawyer was guarding boo we were going at that matchup right like right. there's there's a time and a place for that um but i think at our core we we need to share the ball move it around get multiple guys touching the ball on on on, on every possession and and shift into defense so we can attack closeouts get our cutting going and just create more easy shots and then yeah. we you know we did that against we did that against purdue our offense was awesome against purdue we we did that against ud and then we look at last night, right? Super disappointing performance. Um, difficult game to come in and play, right? There's nobody there, no students. Everybody's home for winter break, yeah. and the environment's down. It's it, it's a tough place to play. Um, being at home during those those holiday games, you you and I both know, like you know, yeah, it's quiet. You know, they in could there, be up in hotels. I don't know. Like you, yeah. I don't know what they do now. We used to go. We were if you weren't on campus, you were staying in a hotel, yeah, your environment's changing, like yeah. the schedule's off, you, you know, there's nobody in the crowd. There's a lot of different things, but no excuse for the performance last night. Chicago State flat out outplayed us. Um, they took us out of everything that we wanted to run. They made us go small and match their five-guard lineup, yeah. and it was very difficult for us to contain the ball, and I think that is where we've struggled. In our two losses this year, Mississippi State, second half, and – Chicago State the whole game, we were unable to contain the ball. Yeah. Not only that, you know, definitely our defense, we were like a step slow, couldn't contain the ball. But, you know, I feel like we were doing a lot of uncharacteristic turnovers. You know, usually in the games where I think we're only averaging seven or eight turnovers a game, we had 14. And, you know, usually we're causing 15-plus turnovers for the opposing team, and we're only turning the ball over seven or eight times. But now – 
you know, this game, you just get kind of like guys a little lackadaisical. And, you know, it's tough. Like you said, a lot of things are changing. You know, you go into a hotel for some players or you don't have that energy from the student section. And then you're coming in. Now you're ranked top 25. So you're coming in and we're trying to make history because I think, what was since 1959, we haven't won a game yeah. at home since, you know, once you into the, yeah, the rankings. So, you know, it was a lot on the table. And I just feel like we came out flat and teams like that where that you you know on paper that you should beat you gotta you know you gotta put them away early because if you give them confidence you know you'll see what happened and they did a great job they got to the free throw line what maybe 18 times in the second half they yeah. made their free throws and they we won missed ours yeah we missed ours we missed that's ours. The, and that's we got one our thing that's, yes and that's one thing I, I i'm very concerned about is our free throw shooting right mm-hmm. booze booze missed a few he was a 90 percent shooter last year Brooks missed three out. He was three of six yesterday. We just have guys missing free throws in key moments. And that's how you, that's how you lose close games, right? Last year we shot as a team, tremendous percentage as a team. And this year we've taken a little bit of a step back when it comes to that um, free throw prowess. And we're going to play a lot of close games with the way we play. We're going to be in a lot of close games. And that free throw line is going to be a huge deciding factor on some of these. So um, I hope we get in the gym Hope we work out some of those kinks when it comes to our free throw shooting because in the end that could be detrimental. Um, one stat I did take is so I rewatched the game um, and I, I, I screenshotted this stat or a few of these stats and they called it the Wildcat way on BTN um, and like how we're winning, right? Um, so I think we've, we've touched on all this, but I think these are all like very important um, stats. So number one, it was like limit turnovers, right? There's three keys. We average just under eight turnovers a game, 7.9 turnovers a game. Fewest in all of all of uh, the nation, fewest in the country, right? Mm-hmm. And we force forcing opponent turnovers. We have nine steals a game, eight point nine, leading the conference in steals, right? So we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, I mean, right there, recipe for success. Do not turn the ball over. Force turnovers on the other end. You're going to get more shots. Okay, I know rebounding has been a little bit of an issue, but um, still. And then share the share the ball. Right, play the way we like to play, spread it out. Eighteen point eight percent assist percentage leads the Big Ten, right? So, like all of these, these three stats are just critical on on how we're going to be able to win moving forward. Listen, I don't think this is the end of the world, but it's definitely an eyesore on the resume. It is. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Really like, is. it is like losing to a three hundred forty fourth ranked Kempom team at home is never a good look, right? It it's a definite blemish. It is going to be talked about come March. So we need to be, continue to build the resume to be like, okay, well, that is just an outlier game. Guy had 30, Chicago State, you know, played their best game. And we didn't. We didn't. So, like, that's that's where, you know, my concerns are right now. Um, what, do you, what do you think in, in regards to the resume? Is it, like, is it the end of the world? Like, should we be hitting the panic button? Uh, what do you think? No, first, uh, before we go, just want to shout out Boo. Even though, you know, it was a loss last night, uh, you know, he uh, moved to number five on all-time scoring record. Uh-huh. He passed me I up. I want to shout him out. No, no, if anybody <laughs> deserves it. He he works. He's gotten better. He earned it. So I don't want to shout six. him out. You're out of the top five now. Yeah, but no, he, he's been working towards it, so that's good. But no, I don't think it's necessarily time to hit the panic button. You know, we still have a few more non-conference games. And then we're going into Big Ten play. And uh, something you and I talked about earlier, you know, right now the Big Ten is down. 
And a lot of people have a lot to say. So I don't think, you know, we need to hit the panic button. We just need to learn from this loss. You know, obviously it was a tough loss and it can't hurt us come down the stretch. You know, once it's selection Sunday, if we're one of those bubble teams, a loss like this could, you know, be one of the deciding factors of whether or not, you know, we get into the tournament or not. But I think we'll be fine. You know, once we just get back to playing how we play, you know, like you said, moving the ball, sharing the ball. There's going to be a time and place for the one-on-one. But we have to get back to our defense. You know, that's our staple. We're blue-collar pro- program now. We got to defend. So I think we'll be fine, you know, with the state of the conference. You know, I know we want to de- dive more into that, the state of the conference, too. You know, just as a overall, the Big Ten has been down, you know. But so overall, I don't think we need to hit the panic button. I think we'll be fine and bounce back at DePaul Saturday. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I you know, I, I do think we need to take care of business on this upcoming slate. Need to win at DePaul. Need to win basically a road game. It's a neutral site, but at road game at Arizona State, um, and then take care of business at Jackson uh, at home against Jackson State. Those are three key wins. Yeah, we have, we can end the con- non conference at ten and two, and then head into Big Ten play where we are right away hitting the gauntlet. At a really good Illinois team, then at home against Michigan State, who will be hungry for dubs, and yeah. you know, so like it, it, it starts right. Like it, it's we can't have any more lackadaisical performances. We can't have any um, more letdown halves, anything like that. So um, you know, at the very most, I hope this is a, a wake up call to be like you know, college basketball isn't very split anymore. They're they're no longer the significant blue bloods and then there's bottom feeder programs parity in college basketball is is closer than it's ever been right any team can get beat on any given night every time i'm i'm checking scores or watching sports center or whatever you're seeing uh you know a top 50 team get beat by somebody else right Mm -hmm. i think creighton lost last night too like and they were on a roll so like it can happen to anybody nowadays and um, I think we're just a prime example of, you know, what, what could happen when you let your guard down a little bit. So, yeah. and uh, hopefully we don't have our guard let down. Think what this is our first true road game on Saturday at DePaul, I believe. Yeah, everything yeah. else been home two night neutral side games. Yeah, so you know, hopefully they're ready to come out and you know play a true home game, uh, away game. Excuse me, but you know it's a it's a lot at stake. You know how it is playing against DePaul and it being a Chicago crosstown rivalry and the bragging rights that go into it. And, you know, we've had a lot of success against them, especially at Welsh Ryan, but now we're going on the road. So hopefully, you know, the guys watch some film and, you know, get together and get ready. Cause I saw yeah, some I mean, press conference, they were saying they weren't connected. So hopefully we yeah. get back connected. It's going to be a huge slate coming up. I saw that too. And, and, We've struggled with those teams that spread that spread us out and um, can really attack and penetrate um, our shell defense. So, you know, I think DePaul is going to try to do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Jackson State's going to try to do the same thing. Illinois is going to try to do the same thing. They try to spread us out and drive us and take us off the bounce where we just haven't shown that we can guard the ball. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing the adjustments that we make defensively. Offensively, I think we're good. I think we're executing well. Um, obviously some uncharacteristic and sloppy turnovers last night, but I think we'll sure that up our, our percentages and our, um, our averages, you know, say different. Like we're not going to turn the ball over 14, 15 times a game. Right. Um, Big but rows. 
yeah, we got to make free throws. We got to take care of the ball. And, you know, I like the way we're shooting. I like the looks that we're getting. Ty missed a couple uh, shots that he's been making. He's been so making. he had a little bit of a down game. That was tough. Yeah. How about Luke Hunger, though? We didn't talk about Luke um, coming in and having huge minutes against Purdue. He's starting to see a little bit more playing time. He's worked himself into that rotation. Yeah. Made a couple nice um, finishes yesterday. Nice spin move. Um, he made a three I like against what I'm Purdue. Seeing, Luke Hunter, Luke Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely forgot to mention him. He was definitely huge against Purdue. You know, with Matt being in foul trouble, they had our bigs in foul trouble, but he played some great minutes. And, you know, that second half when we really made that push to send it in overtime, I thought he was huge. You know, he shot a couple of threes and – you know, a few of them like, oh, man, why does he continue to shoot it? You know, one of those, no, nah, don't shoot it. Then it goes yeah. in, everybody's happy. So he had one of those, but he's obviously been working. His confidence is growing, and he's starting to be a good piece for us, playing some more minutes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going to be huge for us come conference season, um, and it's good that he's getting some big-time experience now um, so that when he gets thrown into these big moments, he's ready to play and – I think he's just really coming into his own now, right? I mean, he was off his feet for almost an entire year um, with that foot injury. So him being able to get back in the rotation, get some significant minutes, and actually see the ball go through the hoop is going to be critical for his confidence moving forward. So really like the job that uh, Coach Collins and staff has done with him, integrating him into the rotation and uh, really allowing him to, to come into his own, right? And and really giving him the green light to shoot. You can see he can shoot the three. He's got good form. Yeah. Uh, good rotation on that jumper. So, um, you know, if he can be a, a pick and pop five, I think that only adds uh, additional yeah. uh, additional ammo to our repertoire. Yeah. Spreads the floor out for Boo, Ryan, Brooks to get in the paint, do his little bumps, patient, fade away. So if you can space the floor out, that makes it a lot easier. Yep. Yep. And it like helps with that space on DHOs and, and all that type of stuff. So um, being able to throw it back to the center that can – not only handle the ball, pass the ball, um, but even knock down shots uh, on a semi-consistent basis. Really, just like you said, we'll we'll open up lanes for for everybody else. Yeah, makes sense. So let's see, man. We got a couple games coming up. So are you going to be at any at the DePaul game on Saturday? Um, it's actually my my wife and I's five year anniversary tomorrow. Oh, man, happy um, anniversary! Y'all so hang out. We're no spending way. a little weekend. A uh, little weekend away uh, and celebrating five years. So uh, we'll not be at the DePaul game. Obviously, we'll watch. Yeah. Um, but then uh rest of the home games here on out, I'll be there um, and, uh, and cheering on the Cats. But Definitely. Uh, oh, man, well, you enjoy good. your weekend, man. That's a, a lot more exciting than a game, man. Take care. I'm home. That's amazing. I'll be, I'll be watching, though. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. miss it. Yeah. I don't miss the games. Um, but, uh, yeah, the – anniversary is a big time so we're gonna Absolutely. we're gonna have ourselves a good man. weekend congratulations man that's five years look at shakes growing up <laughs> shakes is growing up like too fast <laughs> dude man time flies man time flies man but yeah man i think the cats are gonna be fine i lost you uh-oh you good i lost you a little bit oh okay yeah, I'm back on here. But yeah, overall, okay. man, I think the cats are gonna be good. You know, one game. It's not the end of the world, not a resume killer completely. We'll bounce back and hopefully, you know, still finish top four. And I'm sticking to what I said. We'll be top ten by the end of this season. Bro, you were right on. I mean, I I just missed my call by about a week saying that it was gonna be a top twenty five matchup, Purdue and Northwestern. 
Um, we obviously got ranked after that game. Um, but then you, I mean, you coming forward with top 10 team, they sure as hell looked like it. They sure as hell looked like it. And, you know, I think we have the potential to be there. Yeah. Like I said, parity in college basketball is tighter than ever before. So we're going to have plenty of opportunities to beat a lot of good teams. Yeah, I think, you know, the conference seems down right now. But like once we get into this, uh, once we get into the conference slate, I think it, they, we're going to show, um, you know, Big Ten basketball is, is, is still here. We still have a lot of good players in the conference. We still have um, a lot of high quality teams and we're going to beat up on each other again. So. Hopefully we can be on the winning end of a lot of that. Again, right. I'm with you. I think we're a top five in the conference team. You know, at times, you know, we look like, you know, the best team or the second best team in the yeah. conference as well. So we're going to have to take the challenges uh, square on and, and, and see what we can do to perform. But, um, yeah, I, you know, definitely a blemish last night, but not the end of the world. Hopefully we can use it as a coaching opportunity and understand that we need to come to play every single day, every single half. Um, in order to, you know, to, to, to really win and achieve our goals again. Yep. Yep. So looking forward to it. We'll see what's going on. We'll be back soon with some more updates. In the meantime, you enjoy your anniversary weekend, my man. That's exciting. Appreciate you, Juice. Definitely. We'll be back again soon for episode three. Yes, sir.